I'm the Willman, and this is my podcast, Off the Beaten Path. Centuries ago, Native American people gathered at special times of the year to tell the stories of their people and how they came to be. These stories are widely known as legends, and they're still told in the present day. Many of these legends were told by special storytellers as families and tribes gathered to listen. The stories were full of magic, spirits, and symbols. They were full of meanings, too, meanings for the heart and meanings for the head. Many of the stories included lessons that were told by parents to their children. These following stories are adapted from those traditions. Today I have two stories for you. The first one is titled, How the Rattlesnake Learned to Bite, from Pima, Arizona, and the second one titled, Coyote and the Rattlesnake, from Cien, New Mexico. How the Rattlesnake Learned to Bite After people and the animals were created, they all lived together. Rattlesnake was there, and was called Soft Child, because he was so soft in his motions. The people liked to hear him rattle, and little rest did he get because they continually poked and scratched him so that he would shake his rattles and his tail. At last, Rattlesnake went to Elder Brother to ask for help. Elder Brother pulled a hair from his own lip, cut it in short pieces, and made it into teeth for Soft Child. He said to Rattlesnake, Now if anyone bothers you, you can bite him. So that very evening, Rabbit came to Soft Child as he had done before and scratched on him. Soft Child raised his head and bit Rabbit. Rabbit was angry and scratched again. Soft Child bit him again. Then Rabbit ran about saying that Soft Child was angry and had bitten him. Then he went to Rattlesnake again and twice more he was bitten. The bites made Rabbit very sick. He asked for a bed of cool sea sand. Coyote was sent to the sea for the cool, damp sand. Then Rabbit asked for the shade of bushes that he might feel the cool breeze. But, at last, Rabbit died. He was the first creature which had died in this new world. Then the people were troubled because they didn't know what to do with the body of Rabbit. One said, if we bury him, Coyote will surely dig him up. Another said, if we hide him, Coyote will surely find him. And another said, if we put him in a tree, Coyote will surely climb up. So they decided to burn the body of Rabbit, and yet there was no fire on earth. Then Blue Fly said, go to the sun and get some of the fire which he keeps in his house. So Coyote scampered away. But he was sure the people were trying to get rid of him, so he kept looking back. Then Blue Fly made the first fire drill. Taking a stick like an arrow, he twirled it in his hands, letting the lower end rest on a flat stick that lay on the ground. Soon, smoke began to arise, and then fire came. The people gathered fuel and began their duty. But Coyote, looking back, saw fire ascending. 
He turned and ran back as fast as he could go. When the people saw him coming, they formed a ring, but he raced around the circle until he saw two short men standing together. He jumped over them and seized the heart of the rabbit, but he burned his mouth doing it. And in doing so, that's why Coyote's mouth is black to this day. The second story for today is about Coyote and the Rattlesnake from Sia, New Mexico. Coyote's house was not far from Rattlesnake's home. One morning, when they were out walking together, Coyote said to Rattlesnake, Tomorrow, come to my house. So in the morning, Rattlesnake went to Coyote's house. He moved slowly along the floor, shaking his rattle. Coyote sat at one side, very much frightened. The movements of the snake and the rattle frightened him. Coyote had a pot of rabbit meat on the fire, which he placed in front of the snake, saying, Companion, eat. I will not eat your meat. I do not understand your food, said Rattlesnake. Stunned by this revelation, Coyote said, Well, what food do you eat? I eat the yellow flowers of the corn. Coyote at once then began to search for the yellow corn flowers. When he found some, Rattlesnake said, Now put some on top of my head so that I may eat it. Coyote stood as far as he could and placed the pollen on the snake's head. The snake said, Come nearer and put enough on my head so that I may find it. Coyote was very much afraid, but after a while he came nearer and did as he was told. Then the snake went away, saying, Companion, tomorrow you come to my house. All right, said Coyote, tomorrow I will come. Coyote sat down and thought about tomorrow. He thought a good deal about what the snake might do. So he made a small rattle by placing tiny pebbles in a gourd and fastened it to the end of his tail. He shook it a while and was much pleased with it. The next morning, he started for the snake's house. He shook the rattle on the end of his tail and smiled and said to himself, This is good. When I go to Rattlesnake's house, he will be very much afraid of me. Coyote did not walk into Snake's house, but moved like a snake. But Coyote could not shake his rattle as the snake shook his. He had to hold it in his hand. But when he shook his rattle, the snake seemed much afraid and said, Companion! I'm afraid of you. Now Rattlesnake had a stew of rats on the fire, and he placed some before Coyote. But Coyote said, I do not understand your food. I cannot eat it because I do not understand it. Rattlesnake insisted upon his eating, but Coyote refused. He said, If you put some of the flour of the corn on my head, I will eat it, and I will understand that food. The snake shook some corn pollen, but he pretended to be afraid of Coyote and stood off at some distance. Then Coyote said, come nearer and place it on top of my head. Snake replied, I'm afraid of you. Coyote said, come nearer. I'm not bad. Then the snake came closer and put the pollen on top of the coyote's head. But Coyote did not have the long tongue of the snake and he could not get the pollen off the top of his head. He put out his tongue first on one side of his nose, then on the other. 
but he could only reach to the side of his nose. His efforts made the snake laugh, but the snake put his hand over his mouth so Coyote should not see him laugh. Really, the snake hit his head in his body. At last, Coyote went home. As he left Snake's house, he held his tail in his hand and shook the rattle. Snake cried, Oh, companion, I'm so afraid of you. But really, the snake shook with laughter. When Coyote reached his home, he said to himself, I was such a fool. Rattlesnake had much food to eat, and I would not take it. Now I am very hungry. That is why now, when you see Coyote in the desert, and he's running among the flowers, he's in search of something to eat. Material for this program comes from the Project Gutenberg, ebook of myths and legends of California and the Old Southwest by Katherine Barry Judson. The ebook is for use of anyone, anywhere, at no cost and with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You can copy it, give it away, or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with the ebook. More information is available online at gutenberg.org. Music for Off the Beaten Path comes from EpidemicSound.com and is copyright free. Also, with exclusive permission from James Edmund Greeley and his award-winning album, Before America. The album Before America is available on most music streaming services. More information is available at gotnatives at gmail.com. Off the Beaten Path is recorded and produced at Nine Toes Studios in Eugene and is the sole brainchild of Willman Productions. Questions or comments can be sent to thewillman at yahoo.com. That's a wrap for this edition of Off the Beaten Path. I'm the Willman, also known as Sweet Willie Nine Toes, and thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>